0: This week's message, given by Pastor Stephen Yun at the Sukkah United Methodist Church, January 15, 2023. The message is Hens and Chicks, based on 1 Peter 1 3 4 and Luke thirteen thirty-one 31 35. It's good to be with you. Do you join me as I pray? God, we thank you for this beautiful day that you created. We thank you for the gift of each day. We thank you for the gift of our family. We thank you for the gift of our church and this congregation that supports us. sustain us, sustains us through the good times and challenging times. As we listen to the words of Scripture, we ask that your Holy Spirit come and teach us your way. Help us and empower us to follow your Son, Jesus Christ. May the words of my mouth and meditations of my heart be acceptable acceptable to you, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. So friends, when was the last time you made a fresh start in your life? Sometimes our life situation forces us to start over, make a fresh start whether we want it or not. For example, re- uh, relocation. You know, you move to a new place place, new house, you make a fresh start in many different ways. Or you get a new job. You know, your, job your job puts you into a, a, um, a lot of changes and motivates you to make a fresh start. Sometimes fresh start comes with some temporal landmarks. Like the first or first month of uh, first week or first month of new year, or religious holidays, these kind of circumstances tend to offer a motivational push for making our life changes that we thought was not possible previously. It signals a new beginning, new chapter of our lives, and give us gives us a sense of newness a new identity, what psychologists call fresh start effect. You know, there are people who uh, are strongly motivated by fresh start. You know, they <laughs> love the excitement and a new adventure and throw themselves into the new beginning. But we know making fresh start isn't always easy. This is why many people stay in a job they hate or an unhealthy relationship, a relationship that pulls them back. It feels easier than starting over and making a fresh start. Sometimes we come to experience this fresh start effect when we face adverse and unfavorable life circumstances, (coughs) such as a diagnosis with a serious illness, or relational loss, or breakup. These negative circumstances kind of force us to make a fresh start in our lives, which may be quite overwhelming and challenging to accept initially, because it affects almost every aspect of our lives. It requires you to make fresh start in every area of your your life all at once. But oftentimes, you don't need a total fresh start. As you read from a midday devotional this week, even though there are little ups and downs, your life is going smoothly. Though you don't always see a big progress, your relationship with God, your spiritual journey is going great or steady. You just need to keep growing with the Lord. What you need is just a fresh start in one or two specific areas of your life. I want to thank you to those who responded to the survey sent out a few days ago. Uh, One of the questions in the survey was, what are the areas of your life that you feel God is calling you to make a fresh start, a new year? Let me show you the results from this survey. And this is how uh, some of our church family responded. Can you see? It's large enough. uh, Eleven of you identify physical, mental health as an area of your life that you feel God is calling you to make a fresh start. Nine of you said said that it's spiritual growth that uh, needs a fresh start. Six of you in this survey chose practicing self-care. And oftentimes, you know, self-care is difficult because you feel guilty. You feel that, you know, practicing self-care, uh, you know, it's, become, you feel like you've become selfish. So we'll talk about the rest um, and importance of rest and Sabbath next Sunday. I uh, hope you stay tuned to this sermon series. But that was one of the um, areas that you felt that you need to, um, you know, start fresh. Building relationship with friends and marital relationship partnership was also mentioned in this survey. Some of you uh, talked about it as an area to make a fresh start. You know, it's a wonderful thing that you feel called to start fresh in your life. And then you want to make a fresh start in an area you identified. Now, you may have some uh, great practical plans and strategies. You have a good support system to start fresh this new year but as you seek to make a fresh start as Christians you will be facing some obstacles we know that the obstacles both internal and external last Sunday we talked about one of the most powerful internal obstacles making and giving excuses you know some excuses are time or timing based I don't have time. It's not the right time to begin. I'll do it later. Some excuses are based on lack of motivation and inspiration. I don't want to do it. You know, I don't feel like doing it. Some excuses are knowledge-based or resource-based. I don't know how to do it. I don't have a tool to, to do it. Others, you know, excuses are, are based on fear. I'm afraid of failing it and I'm afraid of making mistakes, or comparison-based. You know, I'm not good enough, I'm not qualified enough. I want to show you the uh, survey results from our church family. There are many excuses we give when we are called to make a fresh start, but nine of you um, indicated that excuses. Uh, one of the excuses you most, uh, you make most frequently is, I will do it later. How many of you feel resonated with this excuse? Anybody? I'll do it later. As we seek to make fresh start, we come to realize, again, how creative we are when it comes to think of making excuses. Whenever we are uh, being challenged to stretch ourselves, stretch beyond where we are now, our tendency is to give excuses. We try to get out of situation that seems difficult, uncomfortable. That's why we give, make excuses. How about you, friends? What kind of excuse? What kind of excuses you are giving when God calls you to make a fresh start in a certain area of your life? How can you overcome this internal obstacle? How can we say no to these old excuses as we seek to make a fresh start? If you haven't listened to the first message last Sunday, I invite you to go back and watch it. It's available on Facebook or on YouTube. We talked about this internal obstacle. and This Sunday, I want to talk about some of the external obstacles that we encounter as we seek to make a fresh start. Let's say you committed yourself to making a fresh start in one area of your life. Think about that area now. What is God calling you to make a fresh start this year? You're willing to take a certain risk in your life, but then you face a situation where the door seems to be closing all of a sudden. You're afraid that things are not going the way you expected you know, you're, you made a right and prayerful decision at the moment, but in the process of making a fresh start, you may encounter a situation where you feel like you made a totally wrong decision. You're facing our, uh, people or circumstances that try to discourage you or even sabotage you. What, was your, what would be your response? based on your previous experience, what was your response? And what gave you strength to get through those external challenges and obstacles? You know, the people of God in the Bible faced a similar challenge. And Jesus wasn't an exception to that. In the Gospel story we read this morning, it was read by Jocelyn this morning, Luke chapter 13, some Pharisees came to Jesus and said, run for your life. Herod's got your number. He is out to kill you. Why would they tell this to Jesus, though? You know, Pharisees were one of the furious opponents of Jesus during his public ministry. If you read the Gospel, the Pharisees were the one that Jesus always had argument with. And Jesus, a lot of times, criticized, but they do. You know, it sounds like, as you see these um, words, it sounds like they were concerned about Jesus' safety. And they're warning Jesus to leave the town. But if you consider the implications of these words, it could, you know, we realize that it could, dis- it could discourage Jesus' mission his mission to go to Jerusalem. Of course, we don't know their inner motifs clearly because the gospel doesn't say clearly. But like the other Pharisees and even many of the Jesus' own disciples, they did not get it. They didn't understand why Jesus would risk danger to himself. They didn't get it that it was for the sake of God's purpose to save humanity. Okay. Even though their intentions might have been good, they're still resisting the new things Jesus doing in his ministry, healing the sick, casting out the demons. But despite the real and present danger, Jesus continued the journey even when it wasn't understood or accepted. His external circumstances were forcing him to say no. It was forcing him to say no to uh, his journey. But he was saying no to these external obstacles, to say yes to God's purpose and God's promise. I'm sure many of you know Martin Luther, who made a significant contribution to Reformation and emergence of protestant churches there's no simple explanation for why uh, 500 years ago this german monk decided to risk all and and challenge the authoritative teaching of the catholic church and making a fresh start as christians by hammering 95 indictments to the door of all Saints' Church at Wittenberg on October 31, 19, I mean, the 1517, Martin Luther launched a Reformation. And the church historians indicate that he overturned many of the fundamental assumptions of Christian faith and even Western culture in general. At its hurt Ruther, his protest against the church was theological. It was an attempt to recover the historic meaning of the Christian gospel, from which he saw as a legalistic corruption. And Ruther insisted that the pathways to salvation, the pathway to peace with God, was not through good works, or religious rituals, or scholastic reasoning, but rather through a heartfelt faith in Jesus Christ and his atoning death on a cross. And because of this belief, he had to stand before the most powerful people of his time, religiously and politically. In April uh, 1521, he came before the emperor and various uh, church officers, and leaders. And before them, he said these words. Unless I'm convinced by the testimony of the scriptures and by clear reason, I am bound by the scriptures I have quoted. My conscience is captive to the word of God. I cannot, I will not retract anything, since it's neither safe nor right to, uh, to go against conscience. May God help me. Amen. Well, these words were, were um, his commitment to God's purpose, God's promise that he received through this process. When his ideas was not, were not supported, not received favor- favorably by many people, he still hold on to God's promise. He still hold on to, held on to God's purpose. Friends, if you made a commitment to making a fresh start before God, that's a wonderful thing. But please know, making a fresh start requires saying no to those external obstacles, those circumstances that hold you back, discourages discourages you. It requires saying yes to God's purpose and promise. You've made a right decision, and now... It's about making that right decision right. Think about how often we get sidetracked from the new thing that God is doing in and through us. Sometimes even by well-intended people. Like in, in in, in the gospel story we saw this morning. In the story Jesus calls King Herod "fox." And Herod is the type of person who kills those who oppose him rather than risking change. And you know, fresh start can feel threatening to those who dislike change. But he, could thwart Je- he couldn't thwart Jesus' journey to Jerusalem because Jesus didn't allow him to hold him back. Jesus didn't allow him to discourage his mission. In this story, we see God is both redeemer and protector. Like the uh, hens and chicks that Jesus mentioned in this gospel story. In Jesus, we are offered a fresh start and freedom from things that hinders us, hold us back. And we should remember that our Lord Jesus Christ was always in the business of giving fresh start to people. You know, the people he encountered during his public ministry. Interestingly, though, it wasn't necessarily the religious people who made a fresh start. It was a fisherman, Peter, who confessed himself before Jesus. He confessed himself as a simple man. It was Zacchaeus, who was the despised tax collector, but turned around. It was the woman caught in adultery that found God's forgiveness. It was the criminal crucified next to him on Calvary that commanded his soul to Jesus. In his pastoral letter, the Apostle Paul says, because Jesus was raised from the dead, we've been given a brand new life and we have everything to live for, including a future in heaven. To live a a faithful life, to make a fresh start in God, friends, we need the courage to stand firm before things that make us feel afraid and anxious, the things that discourage us to make a fresh start. Of course, courage is not something you are born with. It's given as a gift of God's Spirit, and it is something that can be cultivated with the power of the Holy Spirit. And this year, our theme for this church, for our church, is Empowered by the Holy Spirit. Based on the book of Acts chapter one, verse eight, when you receive the Holy Spirit, you will receive the power. You will be empowered by God. The same way, courage is something that can be cultivated with the power of the Holy Spirit. In the New Testament, the Greek word for courage, tharso, refers to trust in something or someone. It's a relational term. When this Greek word is used as a verb, which occurs seven times in New Testament, it's used as a command or summon, like a take courage. If you read the gospel stories, a lot of times Jesus comes to his own town and, and some man brings to um, the, their problems. And what Jesus said to them was, Take courage. When the paralyzed man came to Jesus, he said to him, Take courage, son. One day Jesus was on his way to heal a daughter of a synagogue leader or woman suffering from a, a bleeding of, of disease. Jesus said, take courage, daughter. Your faith has made you well. Before he was arrested, Jesus encouraged his disciples, saying, take courage, I have overcome the world. Friends, our God knows the fight you are fighting now. As you're trying to make a fresh start, there's a fight that you need to fight. There's a struggle that you need to overcome. God knows what you're going through as a mother, father, grandparent, as a spouse, as a church leader. Our God knows the battle you are wrestling with in your life now. And I hope you can hear the same message from this morning. Take courage. Remember, our God wants to empower you to stand on your ground in the face of all the negative and destructive powers and forces, even your personal life circumstances that discourage you, hinder you from holding on to God's purpose. Our God wants you to trust God's power and strength during life battles. Our God wants to provide you with the strength and courage that you need to work through the process. A few days ago, um, I heard from one of my uh, clergy friends in New Jersey in your conference that he was diagnosed with the final stage of pancreatic cancer. And um, he and I started um, cross cultural ministry together back in 2015. I still remember the retreat that we went, spent some time with, um, you know, prayers, worship. um, And he's been serving a same uh, congregation since 2015. And he just heard this news uh, this past Friday. And his doctor said there's not not much they can do because um, the cancer spread to the other parts of his body. I was shocked. I was shocked to hear the news. Um, I couldn't even send a text, make a phone call. Just couldn't find the words to share with him. Um, But I was even more shocked to to get... um, his letter sent to a group clergy group in, you know, in, our, in our annual conference, and he wrote, "Friends, I was diagnosed with the final stage of pancreatic cancer. since the, the cancer I have is, is medically almost impossible to treat." Um, I decided not to undergo any radiation or chemotherapy. And every day I have prayed for a long time that I want to see Jesus. And I've been praying to God um, that I wouldn't die after going through a long suffering. I guess God answered my prayers. In the midst of this horrible news, I am so grateful And I am peace with my heart and my soul. And it's because of my belief in God's purpose and God's mission. I always had a hope that I would work together with my brother to build a spiritual center for pastors. After retirement, I hope that I will be engaging in this work. I was also hoping to do missions for North Korean refugees, those who are suffering under the current regime. I believe there was a mission that I was called to do for them. So I'm standing in hope with faith that God's will will be done in my life. In any case, I want God's will will be done in my life. It is my earnest prayer. So friends, please pray that the rest of my life, the rest of my time is beautifully given for God's kingdom, God's purpose, and may it bring glory to our Lord. God alone. I was even more shocked to read this letter. I was shocked to hear the news, but I was even more shocked to read his letter. Even in the midst of, of this horrible news, he was holding on to God's purpose. He was holding on to God's promise when his circumstance, special circumstances not favorable, even hostile, but he still held on to God's purpose. Friends, if your current circumstances is giving you a fresh start in a certain area of your life, embrace it with open heart. But if your current circumstances is saying no to God's promise, God's purpose, say no to that external obstacle and embrace God's plan, God's purpose for your life. As I close this sermon, um, I want to invite you to think of... um, the area that God is calling you to make fresh start. Maybe uh, you were already facing an obstacles in your life, either internal or external, whatever that is, God knows. And I hope you you can lift this up in prayer, asking God's strength, God's courage, keep on keeping on, to stay on course, and to hold on to God's promise and God's purpose. So let us pray. Uh, Let's take a moment of silent prayer as we lift our struggles, our obstacles to God. As we make a fresh start, New Year, this new year, what are those internal, external obstacles that we are facing now? I invite you to ask for God's strength and courage to hold on to God's purpose and God's promise for you. You know, as, as Jeremiah said, God's promise is, not, is, is to prosper you, not to harm you. His plan is to give you peace. So let us come to God in prayer. Let's take a moment of silent prayer. O oh God, we long for you as the deer pens for the living water. We are longing for your love, your presence. We are longing for what makes our life whole. So God casts from us everything that stands in the way of our seeing you and hearing you and trusting you and loving you more. as we are seeking to make a fresh start in our lives, oh God, we need your strength. We need your courage. Grant us the power to keep on keeping on, to stay on course according to your will and purpose. Help us to continue to follow your son Jesus Christ in our journey.